welcome to this week's episode of the Comedy Horror Podcast. Yay! Yay! All right, that other voice that you're hearing here, I have, oh, the very eyebrowy. well, you guys can't see it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Great eyebrows, great hair, the wonderful Dee Sala. How's yeah. it going, Dee? It's pretty good. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so typically on this show, we have comedians come on to talk to me about my job and ask me questions. But you guys are in for a really special treat today because not only is Dee a comedian, and I will tell you this, they are fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, you laugh as though it's not true. It's, uh, well, you know, it's it's sort of true. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm laughing already. <laughs> now, not only is Dee a comedian, but they're also in the sex industry, right? Yep. yep. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. And uh, you, you're an artist, you're an activist. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I dabble, you know. I Jack of all trades? I, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like to call myself a slut of all trades. A sl- oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Yeah. But sluts do it for free. But actually, artists do too, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I can say I'm a slut, like slut for pay, you know. Sure, sure. A professional slut. Professional slut, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to pay for the, the art somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. And the art's not going to do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's... So, uh, you are in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Denver, right? Yeah. Which, uh, if for those of you listening, if you're unaware, uh, the Comedy Horror Podcast is based in Seattle, Washington, and we both have legal weed. Yeah. yep (laughs) so that wasn't a change when you came out here no no it wasn't at all uh it's kind of nice like i don't really i don't really smoke that much but like it's kind of cool to be somewhere that people aren't going to talk to me about legal weed in colorado a bunch because that's fucking (laughs) so (laughs) what's it like what's it yeah every time every time i leave the state what's it like (laughs) you must love living in denver like you can just Blaze it all day. I would smoke all day. What they don't realize <laughs> is that there's a certain amount of, like, most people have trouble smoking enough weed in other states. And here, we smoke so much that we have to create strains that are actually weaker so we can, like, tune our tolerance down every so oh, often. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I mean, it, again. Well, there's so much. There's so much available, and it's just, like, everywhere, and it's just this, like, smorgasbord of weed all the time right (laughs) now so that actually i think that if you think about the sex industry Mm -hmm. it kind of i think about weed the weed industry and how it relates to the sex industry a lot absolutely and um especially seeing what's been happening with like seattle and how the legal weed thing was implemented because I mean it's cool to be able to go to the store but -hmm. at the same time like a lot of the people who participated in the industry before it Mm -hmm. uh, was legalized uh, can't participate anymore yeah yeah Uh, basically what happened with Washington State in particular is they made a law that said that if you had a prior conviction uh, for marijuana that you can't be oh. in the marijuana industry. Oh, nice. And 
Uh, take a take a guess who has the most uh, prior convictions for marijuana in the population. Oh, obviously people of color. Oh black yes, people. yes, yeah. yes. Particularly, particularly black men. Particularly black men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny how that happens. And uh-huh. so, uh, guess what? Uh, Even though white people use it more. And right. <laughs> Yeah, so all of the uh, all of the weed dealers uh, who were doing this before and actually probably have a lot of valuable knowledge about the industry right. can't participate, and it's being taken over by white people. Uh, do you do you ever worry about that? I don't know. I worry about that with the sex industry. Like that's going to happen if they do legalization. Yeah. Um. I think the problem with legalization is uh, capitalism for right. the most part. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with legalization, I feel like um, it just gives all the power to people who already have the most power. So sure. it's like, you know, some white men are going to like, old white men with money are going to manage everyone. And right. then if you can't uh, get licensed or whatever you there are going to be requirements in order to do it legally i feel like if it's legalized and not everyone can do that so then you're still going to be criminalized if you like can't get tested enough or you can't do this that and the other thing um yeah i saw that in nevada when i went down there yeah yeah uh yeah i've i've heard that it's it's kind of weird there but (laughs) It is weird. Yeah, they make you get tested like once a week and it costs like $110 and you have to get like stabbed with a needle, which actually I don't mind because I kind of like it. But, um, (laughs) you know, I could get somebody to stab me with a needle for free. Um, (laughs) I don't need I don't need a special doctor type. Yeah, I wish (laughs) that uh, that reminds me of like when people say I don't have to spend money. uh, I don't have to spend money on sex. I want to like go to like a phlebotomist and be like, I don't need to spend money on this <laughs> I, can, I can get someone to stab me for free i'm just that good looking you know <laughs> uh yeah for for those of you at home uh i can cooperate uh d is free stab worthy good looking <laughs> oh, oh, consent p- consent based of course yeah you know we don't, don't want any stab. non-consensual stabbing yeah you gotta ask first yeah, wait I mean, for an answer. <laughs> do you feel so? I haven't really. I've been to Colorado once, and I think the. It, it, I'm guessing it's probably a similar thing there with the weed industry, um, because capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> because capitalism. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how the legal situation is for like people being criminalized or anything. I just know right. that. Uh, it's really, it's really had a negative effect on uh, gentrification. That's already been a huge issue, right, in Denver. Um, because it's just like all these basically, you know, young, well-off like white bros come mm-hmm. to work in the weed industry, and then they can pay more money. So the landlords are like, yes, and right. They, <laughs> So, like, all the rent is ridiculous unless you live in the middle of nowhere, like I do. Right. (laughs) So, your weed is kind of like our tech. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Now, uh, so, this format is a bit different uh, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm going to be asking you more questions given our crossover in the industry. Right. 
Um, and you, you know, you can ask me questions too or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably will. Okay, fine. <laughs> <I'll try. laughs> if I think of them. Sure. <laughs> so with, um, you know, you're in your primary mode of work right now is stripping. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have a primary thing. Like I kind of just do everything when I can. Right. Right. Kinda cycle through things and like whatever is working that day or week or month is like mm-hmm. what I do, which isn't the most effective, but you know. <laughs> right. Well, I think that there's a lot of, um, the there's, it's been really cool to see like, a narrative like a positive narrative about sex workers coming out yeah um but also a lot of times it's kind of wrapped up in this idea of like empowerment and like mm-hmm. i'm gonna be i'm empowering my womanhood which is you know i mean in a lot of sex workers aren't women you know so yeah yeah <laughs> that that for sure um also I don't know. It's not, it's like, it's empowering in the sense that like, because capitalism, money is power to a degree. So of course, yeah. having money is, you know, good. And I prefer it to not having any. So yeah, I guess it's empowering. But other than that, I'm not like, oh, I feel so actualized in my sexuality and right. like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh. I think people have this idea where they're like, I like sex, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I will like Mm -hmm. having sex for money. And the thing that they leave out is that when they usually have sex, they're doing it with people that they like are attracted to. Yeah, that they're attracted (laughs) to and um, they like planned it or they're like gonna do it, you know, like it's so different to have to get ready to have sex with somebody and you don't even know them or like maybe all your relationship with them is just like they come over and you have sex with them and they give you money you know like it's very very different it's not like spontaneous it's not romantic it's not right it's not cute (laughs) well i mean you know and you can you can make it romantic or spontaneous or cute but that's it's a it's a production yeah, it's you an, know it's an act, so like it takes a lot. Yeah, it takes a lot of energy. It takes time. Like kind of like uh, kind of like uh, comedy. Huh? <laughs> kind of like a huh? like a <laughs> job. Yeah, it's like when people uh, when people say about comedy, they're like, "Well, I'm I'm funny, right? <laughs> I could be a comedian. I'm fucking I'm funny." All my office friends laugh Ooh. at my jokes. Yeah, and it's like, all right fucking cool brad like (laughs) i'm glad that you think that but no (laughs) yeah it's i honestly there's i feel like there's so many parallels with comedy and sex work Mm because everybody does think that they can do it and then you put them on stage and they like just like vomit and (laughs) shake they just vomit (laughs) i can't do this like, is it part of the act? The <laughs> vomiting? You mean they're, they're vomiting because they're scared? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I had a I had a friend who you know, 
was convinced that she could be a dominatrix because yeah. she had like cool colored hair and stuff, you know, and I, and I, she's, she's great. I love her. She's yeah. like super fun. But I was like, there's more to it than that. And mm-hmm. I had this, uh, like domination client who wanted to have like two of us, yeah. uh, making fun of them. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I was like, listen, if you, you know, if you want to like dominate a dude, let me know. And we yeah. actually did this like domination scene and she like, it worked out because like she was so like overwhelmed and shocked that she just didn't speak. And that's kind of like what he likes is he likes to shock people. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and he, he just like, he like like to dance around in like a thong it's not super shocking to me right but right. it's not <laughs> super so it's shocking. Ki- so i was like i kind of figured it would be more shocking and i was like okay that'll be perfect mm-hmm. but yeah she, at, at, afterwards she was like that was like i'm so glad that i got the chance to do that but i don't think i could actually do what you do <laughs> <laughs> and and you were like oh wow i'm i'm really surprised yeah yeah <laughs> It's uh, it's actually funny uh, talking about that. When I'm talking about uh, work and sessions, sometimes I find myself slipping into my work voice, which I feel like yeah. is just slightly more, it's a little bit more Valley Girl. Right. <laughs> um, it's kind of similar with performing on stage and stuff. You have mm-hmm. different, I mean, how do you work with that, you know, like in your comedy or your work? Oh my God. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say that I have this like very sultry, like lounge singer thing going on right now, but that's just because I'm sick. So, well, I mean, um, but I, it works. <laughs> it does. It does. You know, you should, you should have a new temporary character just for that. Also like Lucinda, <laughs> <laughs> there's the upside of, you know, being able to get a client sick. Like I'm always <laughs> into that possibility. <laughs> It's like don't work sick. Oh no, I I absolutely will because my voice sounds great. And well, you know, everyone, I'm gonna make them all sick. Food service professionals are allowed to go to work sick. Yeah, you know, and nobody nobody hassles them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's uh, if somebody sees you uh, blow your nose, you know, then you have informed consent. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, they can <laughs> they can figure it out. But you can uh-huh. also have a cold and not know it. Also, yeah, and like. I don't know if you go into a place, especially like a strip club or something, it's like, oh, God, yeah, there's so many people touching everything. There's dirty money everywhere. Or you go to an open there mic, like butts that, yeah, there are and butts the guy before you like, <laughs> puts his, the, his whole mouth around the mic or, I have, or his butt. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, what's funny is actually I am super surprised that I've never seen anyone wipe down the mic before going on stage. Right. Have you? I know, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone wipe down the pole at my club. (laughs) So, like maybe, maybe like a couple times, like someone had a lot of lotion on or something, (laughs) and then somebody wiped it down. But other than that, and like the stage, I'm like, I don't think anyone cleans that stage. Oh God, no! And it has everybody's everything on it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, When I was uh, my my brief, very brief. tour into stripping um (laughs) i got so many just like bumps like 
like from, yeah. from sliding around on the floor, but also like I couldn't do pole at all. So mm-hmm. I would just like roll around on the floor because yeah. I can do that. And <laughs> I, you know, I had to learn from the other girls that after you roll around on the floor, you go and you wipe down like the back of your legs with like alcohol so oh, that it yeah, like yeah. doesn't get into your pores. And like some clubs have rules, I know, where you're like the pussy on the pole rule yeah you're, like, you're no, allowed to do whatever just don't put your pussy on the pole because they yeah. don't wipe it down yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i don't i don't do the alcohol thing maybe i should but <laughs> i also don't really go on stage because right luckily i don't have to where i work because it like doesn't really make that much money for me so i'm just like i'm just gonna work the floor yeah, it seems that's a seems to be a common misconception that people have is that you're getting your money from dancing. like dancing <laughs> and it's actually it, when I was there and this is why I think I had a difficult time was uh like y- you have to convince people to give to you know get lap dances and uh-huh. uh or VIP rooms or whatever. Yeah. And like I so much prefer the the mode of working where it's like this is a the cost of this thing for this amount of time Mm -hmm. and we agree on that before we get there and it's all it's always set like i'm the the in-person hustle thing is just Mm -hmm. uh i haven't quite gotten it down yet (laughs) yeah i i wouldn't say that i've gotten it down um as much as i just like I just don't care. Like I'm not nervous anymore. So I just do whatever the fuck. And if it works, then that's great. Right. But also it's, uh, what I like about stripping is it's great for practicing comedy material. So. Oh, totally. Wait. So you practice on your clients too? Yes. <laughs> All of, any of them like stripping, escorting, whatever. Oh yeah. No, I love, you know, talking to my clients or doing my, uh, my material in front of my clients is great. Cause like, where else are you going to get a whole hour, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> you can just go through, like, everything that you have. Like, hmm, I haven't tried this yet. And Yeah. I always wonder, like, at what point is that going to bite me in the ass? You know? Oh. <laughs> like, because I generally, you know, I I look pretty different when I work. Like, I, I fem up, like, a whole lot. Yeah. You know? And, like, I do my eyebrows a little different, and I, like, mm-hmm. do my makeup a little different, so my face kind of, you know? So, most yeah. people don't recognize me on the street. Yeah. But, like, what if they recognize that joke that was really funny? You know, I, I'm, maybe I'm flattering myself thinking they'll remember <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, they could remember it, because it's really bad, too. But <laughs> I don't fair. think that would be the case for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, you've done comedy, and you said you've been doing comedy for a while, right? Um, yeah, I, I've been doing comedy, like open mics and stuff. I've never been like successful or whatever. Um, I've, but I've been doing comedy since I was like 15 maybe, but I stopped for a really long time because, uh, the whole scene isn't like the most inclusive fucking thing ever. Oh, really? What? What? I I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if you've heard about that whole thing what comedy <laughs> comedy isn't just full of beautiful queers and women <laughs> and people of color and everything it's it's just full of what white men i'm shocked yeah i know <laughs> i know and that's just 
it's a shame. It, it's yeah. so terrible and I hate it. No, I know it's true. I, I actually stopped doing comedy for a while as well. Cause like I had, uh, well, first I moved, but like before that, I actually got sexually assaulted by another comedian. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And I kind of just stopped going to open mics after that. Mm-hmm. And then like I moved and then I kept, I was going to like a club that was nearby. I didn't really know which mics and sometimes it can be hard to find all the mics and sometimes yeah. the, the information is always out of date on mm-hmm. the, <laughs> on the yep. calendar but I kept getting bumped because nobody knew who I was so Ugh. I just couldn't get on this open mic and that was kind of shitty and so I just kind of stopped doing it for a while yeah and then on top of that I was I before I've been using my legal name mm-hmm. to do comedy under and like the whole thing about clients possibly recognizing you like yeah is a is a huge thing and i don't want them to have my legal name so like i had to migrate <laughs> yeah yeah i used to use oh well i didn't use my legal name but it was like a nickname that i used among right like uh civilian peers <laughs> right right yeah i mean i think at this point the only people who call me by my legal name are like my parents and the bank yeah <laughs> it's probably i mean some people back home too it's kind yeah. of weird a weird adjustment but it's like i don't know i prefer it because i didn't i didn't choose that name right yeah <laughs> yeah and i don't know like for me it's like i would say that uh my parents don't call me my legal name because i I had to get a nickname like pretty early on because my name is like really weird and long and terrible. (laughs) And I mean, I love it, but it wasn't great being like a kid and then having like an accent and having a weird name. So yeah, I had to get something short. Yeah. So my parents call me that pretty much. And then the bank, I don't use the bank. So this is (laughs) right. There you go. Yeah. The, with comedy, did you were uh, were you in the industry when you were doing comedy as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I actually, I honestly started in the industry like at the same time, pretty much. Okay, like fourteen, fifteen. Oh wow, yeah. So yeah. So did you do jokes about work when you were doing comedy? No, I didn't. Well, sort of. I didn't really know that I was working at the right. time. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, there's like a there's like a kind of sex work that's kind of a gray area and a lot right. of a lot of like homeless youth do it and it's mm-hmm. basically like survival sex trading or you like just, for a place to sleep. Yeah, or, it's yeah, kinda yeah. like it's kinda like having, you know, a sugar daddy but uh really shitty. Right, right. Like, you don't get anything nice. It's just like, oh, I got a sandwich. Awesome. Yeah. The basics <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's especially like when you look at sex work and people like think that like sex work is all of these like like bougie hookers and stuff. And it's like, no, yeah. it's actually it's a queer issue. Like it's an issue for like people of color. Like yeah. it's an issue for anyone who doesn't have resources. Yeah. So, it always irritates me when it's not included in in people's activism or like actively discouraged or like shat upon. 
Oh yeah, if you I know? like um even I've talked to people in like activism like circles like other sex workers and been like, yeah, you know, I've been in the industry for like 10 years and then people are like how old are you? <laughs> 25. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, and they get real uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's annoying, honestly. But Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like I totally remember like as a kid or, you know, being in high school and seeing my peers do this. And I did this too. You know, like you totally will, you know, you might have sex with somebody because they have drugs. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh, you have drugs like you weren't that cute, but like now you're kind of cute. Like Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. When, so it's not Yeah. Yeah, when I was in like uh middle school, I guess, like before I started doing that stuff, there was this girl in like uh I was in seventh grade and she was in eighth and she was like she had sex with like lots of people for drugs all the time and Yeah sometimes money sometimes thing and like she just like she just let people know it was oh, wow. like kind of interesting that is and, interesting uh, i don't know like i always wonder about her because like yeah. i think at the time she was like dangerous and weird or something right. but i'm kind of like she was a fucking badass like <laughs> she she learned how to hustle uh -huh. like real quick yeah i like that's i i, I wish that i had had uh you know, I, I initially didn't get into the industry because I was like, I, I don't have tits that are big enough or something. I'm not the right body yeah, type. Yeah. Um, Same. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't have big boobs and I'm not like, you know, blonde and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, I, I'm getting back to uh, telling jokes about work and stuff. Yeah. Like I found it was really hard mm -hmm. to tell like to tell jokes have you tried jokes about work at all like um yeah i haven't really tried a ton like on stage i haven't really tried any about like full service work because right. i feel like it i don't know it it feels like kind of scary and uh, i don't know i i just haven't tried because i feel like people will either think that i'm lying or like they might look me up or right. try to find me and they're right. like, and I don't want that. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. And also there's this thing, especially at an open mic where you only have three minutes. So mm -hmm. it's really hard to like give the context where you're like, um, I'm in this industry, but like, cause a lot of people assume that anyone in this industry I mean, granted, we're obviously doing it because we have to make money to, like, live and eat and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. But also, like, we're not, like, being, like, trafficked. You yeah. know, we're not, yeah. you know, it's like, mm. you, you, and most people assume that if you're in this industry, it's just because, like, you're this one specific stereotype of a person. And... And they feel a lot of pity. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want people to pity you when you're a comedian. But also I think it has something to do with being like female seeming or anyone who 
is not like distinctively male yeah like perceived as yeah is going to be uh judged a bit harder like i've noticed Mm -hmm. it's harder for like female comedians and you know trans and non-binary comedians to talk about things like drug use and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. uh you know without being looked at as uh, uh like a a poor unfortunate soul like yeah yeah um yeah and you see that uh with a lot of people you see that with like i don't hear anywhere near as many jokes uh about i don't know like drugs that people stigmatize much more from people of color like you know right it's like always like white guys being like I'm going to make a joke about heroin. Yeah, (laughs) meth and crack and everything. Yeah. And very rarely do I hear it, like, from people of color at all. Because they don't want to say that, you know, like. I've been noticing a lot of, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's the audience, like, you, you really have to work with the way that the audience views you. Like, if I do, I have a, I have a joke about, uh, you know, being a tomboy, and mm-hmm. it when I it works because of the way that I'm dressed. Yeah, and if I end up yeah. if I end up going to an open mic like after work, <laughs> my joke doesn't work anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they'd just be like, "Huh?" But it's the same thing. It's like if I showed up at a client's house wearing like car hearts and suspenders and a button down shirt. Um, and like no makeup, (laughs) I wish (laughs) you'd be like, um, this isn't working for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I specifically requested something else and you're not doing it. Yeah. But that's what, that's what it's like when you go on stage and it's similar, like, and I've heard this a lot, you know, from like trans comedians who are like much more visibly trans is that like when you have to go on stage, like and talk about it you have to like reference it every single time or people get confused Mm -hmm. and like sometimes when I go on stage I feel like you know it's I'm feminine looking enough that people are they just default to like oh you're probably you're a just lesbian (laughs) yeah that works you're a lady yeah but then it's fun because I get to play with that and talk about um there are some jokes that are funnier looking very butch because people don't expect uh, expect you to talk about fucking men. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting thing to play with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Comedy's weird. It's yeah. It's really weird. Like just as a kind of microcosm of like culture and society Mm -hmm. in a way like all the ways that people interact with each other in that scene it's like oh this is reflecting all this other stuff did you ever were you um did you ever have like negative interactions with like in the comedy worlds that were related to your sex work or were you just kind of like hush hush about it um so i Started telling people that I was a stripper uh-huh. um, for like a few, um, a few open mics, or I like went to things and I had friends who were comedians or whatever, and then 
I was just like, yeah, I'm a stripper, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And um, it's always just been like people perceived me as um, female, mm-hmm. which I'm not, but, you know. Um, and so they, they're just like, how do I fuck that? it's like i think that you might have a vagina like that's how honestly that i feel like i can see it like i can see the look i can see them processing it yeah and they're just like yeah i know that look (laughs) all right we're good to go (laughs) i'm pretty sure but your pants aren't tight enough yeah i can't really see but you know (laughs) yeah and people get like mad about that too like they get upset because they're attracted to you and then they're confused by it like just like calm down Uh uh-huh yeah like it's not such a big deal like just relax (laughs) yeah yeah it i i'm really out and open Mm -hmm. with the people in comedy and i've started doing jokes about it. it took me a while to really figure out how to do that properly like i had a lot of jokes fall really flat oh and like and people i had a lot of jokes that were like groaners but like not the fun kind <laughs> where they're groaning because they want to laugh you know it's just like and they're just like oh you could just feel them like you could just feel like the pity rays like radiating um which, uh, funny enough, actually also happens when I'm, like, not as able-bodied. Like, I had to host an open mic with a cane once. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was limping. And I, I eventually didn't use the cane because it was, like, easier to travel a short distance without it. Yeah. Because there were, a lot of, like, chairs you had to, like, walk around and yeah. shit. But, like people i felt like my set didn't go as well because people felt bad for me because i had to keep going up and down from the stage oh god yeah i mean it could also just be me like having terrible self-esteem but (laughs) so yeah comedy (laughs) (laughs) oh comedy um yeah so with comedy one of the things that i found is as soon as I started figuring out how to work my jokes about working, uh-huh. I just get it. I just got a lot of dumb questions from dudes, like yeah, to the point where I just started asking them to buy me drinks if they were mm-hmm. gonna like, and they're the worst about it too. Like, uh, hey, hey, V, um, hey, you, you would know this, <laughs> uh, so like. Can I like ask you a question about like sex stuff? I'm like, uh, yes, mm-hmm. but you're going to buy me a drink. And one of two things would happen. Either they would say, I don't have any money <laughs> because they're uh, comedians. Uh, yeah. I, or they would say, I like, why would I, why would I buy you a drink? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that would happen in both cases is they would just ask their question anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, I just started walking away. And just like... Yeah. Um, but, you know, interestingly enough, like, I have had other comedians, dudes who've, like, 
said messed up things or like done stupid shit and like later on will like just come over and just like hand me a drink and like to then just oh. like walk away just like as a like a like an offering nice. of peace <laughs> i like that i like especially yeah. walking away yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best <laughs> you know and and that's cool like it's it just gets you know i think i don't think they realize because they all think that they've oh i've never met a sex worker before yeah. and i'm like yes and you like, have you have you definitely everybody have. has they just it's just that people just don't trust you that's all mm-hmm. um or they you know they don't have reason to so yeah it's like it i do appreciate when people like check in with me and like ask me if it's okay to ask a question right because it's not that i don't enjoy talking about it but a lot of the times the questions if the question is like a good question that i'm interested by like cool but most people are really basic mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. really like they ask the dumbest questions that aren't even interesting like well how much is it like how much do you charge uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i've had like really stupid what i get is stuff like from uh like misinformation from like tv and movies and stuff oh totally so people will be like like I was talking about, like um, deep French kissing uh-huh. because that's a thing. DFK, the, the DFK, <laughs> fucking DFK. Yeah. <laughs> so like, lots of clients, uh, particularly very old, unattractive ones, bad <laughs> hygiene, really enjoy uh, deep French kissing. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my friend about how I had to go to work and I was upset because I didn't want to have to make out with somebody because I'm not really into that. Right. And then she was like, but I thought you didn't kiss them. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... No, it's like... (laughs) And I was like, what? She's like, no, I like... Because, you know... uh, And I'm like, because movies? And she's like, uh, well... um," And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of hookers and I'll say this. I've only met like I've I've only met people that I can count on one hand who yeah. don't kiss. There are definitely yeah. some people who are like they don't do like the deep french kissing. That's yeah. like a limit. Uh-huh. Cuz I and I totally understand. But like I don't know. It's it's kind of standard at yeah least, at least from people that i've talked to i mean it might be different for like different people like depending on how you're working yeah you know like i would imagine it's not as common if you're like working outdoors yeah no like whenever i've worked um outdoors you didn't because you're just like you just get in a car right why would you waste your precious time like yeah making out in a car yeah like in the car <laughs> Money is on the dash, and then you do the thing and mm-hmm. leave. <laughs> Plus, you know, the nice thing about giving a blowjob in a car is that, you know, you, you, you no one can see you. Yeah. Your head's out of the way, so as long yeah. as their face doesn't get too I contorted. mean, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I see men in public, and I, I feel like they just look like that anyways. So like, <laughs> <laughs> they just always have this kind of, like, They're pained. Ugh. It's, like, a little bit pained, but also lustful. That's like the man face. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, their lives are very hard, so. But very erotic. <laughs> Simultaneously. <laughs> well, you can't be erotic if you're not hard. <laughs> or at least that's what they seem to think. They're very. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, Erection I, mandatory. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I seriously have been like, because I know for a fact that like there are probably a lot of, especially like I can imagine touring comedians who see workers that makes sense to me. And there have been some comedians who've like talked to or or who've talked about like seeing workers. Uh, uh-huh. Um yeah. I don't know, like there are a lot of bad hooker jokes. Oh god, yeah. Um I mean they're mostly pretty much the same fucking one. Right. So. Right. It's uh I haven't heard as many since I've gone to Seattle. They're like pretty PC here, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a curse and a blessing. Um, yeah. PC isn't always great. I mean, it's more just like, you know, and, and I say that, um, you know, because there is a spectrum, like there's peop- there's there's a difference between like not being hateful mm-hmm. and then people just being so uncomfortable with the idea of anything outside of their world that they're yeah. unwilling to talk like, about it. No, or no, mention no, 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 that's not, <laughs> uh, that's not appropriate. Yeah. It's like, we are all adults here. And, yeah. Uh, like the, yeah. uh, like the, uh, the organizers at the Seattle Women's March, for example, who, uh, oh, when yeah. yeah, when some sex workers, uh, some friends of ours, uh, showed up, and were doing pro sex work chants, were asked to stop uh-huh. because this march is supposed to be inclusive for everybody, and we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. oof. <laughs> yeah, that's like. Um this isn't exactly the same thing, but like every time I'm in like um, a Facebook group that's like not sex work related, like uh-huh. it's just like like makeup or things like that, and it's kind of like social justice leaning, whatever. People will be like, "Please, content warning that you do sex work." Right. It's like content warning your face. Content warning that you fucking work at a restaurant because, like, I was assaulted when I worked at a restaurant. So, right. like, you know, like, and right. I, I totally, like, I get it to some extent, but it's kind of, like, fucked up and seems not fair that I have to, like, you know, make sure that I don't make anyone uncomfortable with, like, what I do for a living. Right. is really stigmatized and is dangerous for me. Right. But other people might get upset, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I see that a lot. It's really, like, I, you know, even just talking to friends about work, which is why, like, most of my friends are in the industry these days. Y- yeah, because same. Because you can just hang out and be like, oh, God, like, well, that was a, an awful day, and they're not gonna be like, "Oh, your face and or we both did the eyebrows I know, we both up, did like concerned face, because <laughs> we know it so well." Just a like sad civilian face. You should. Have you thought about getting a different job? Yeah. <laughs> like, or like. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think the best. Um, Maybe you should require every single one of them to give you their social security number, <laughs> and like. 15 <laughs> references beforehand because like then you're you'd be extra safe like you yeah. really should just up your screening like that's all you have to do obviously i would know because i work at ihop 
<laughs> and before that, mm-hmm. I had a job at the Banana Republic. So, and I also have sex with my boyfriend. I also twice have a sex month. with my boyfriend. Also, <laughs> yeah, and my, it is work. So I feel you, honey. I get it. I get it. I get you. Yeah, my favorite. Um, you said with the I have sex with my boyfriend. My favorite is. Uh, I have sex with strange men that I meet in bars that I know nothing about. So I'm going to tell you like that <laughs> your job is really dangerous. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, the funny thing about that is, <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. And frankly, like, and I'm not saying this to, I mean, sex workers like do have like there's a lot of risks that, like oh, yeah. sexual assault it's, stuff it's legitimate but frankly sure. like i've never been raped on the job but mm-hmm. i did when i was doing comedy well like been, yeah <laughs> like i've been assaulted like sexually or otherwise doing like any occupation that i've done pretty much yeah at some point or right. like it's felt everywhere like I felt like it would happen like if it didn't happen i was like oh shit <laughs> someone like harassed me to the point that i was like fuck i'm yeah like it's happening yeah you know and then i left so it didn't happen <laughs> it, it's almost like they they feel like if you that if you didn't do sex work that you wouldn't be at risk for sexual assault which i think yeah. is hilarious yeah well i mean that that totally makes sense yeah right? nobody like, else gets raped right like yeah i was like i've had people tell me that like they just don't want people they don't want women to do sex work because they want women to be safe like they don't <laughs> want bad things to happen to women and i was like well you know uh most women who get murdered it's by their romantic partners so maybe we shouldn't be in relationships either yeah we should uh, ban marriage I mean, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like my the thing that I've been getting a lot since I've been out is uh, having other people and I hate to say it, but it's a lot of other queers contacting me yeah. and saying, Hey, <laughs> like yeah. I know we haven't talked since college and like we or like I know like you don't we don't have each other's phone numbers or anything and Facebook is being monitored by the government. But can I ask you a question about being a hooker? Because I would love to do that. But like, only <laughs> only but for like a lot of you, money <laughs> and could you tell people. me like how to like get into like queer friendly sex work <laughs> yeah like i'm sorry um <laughs> that doesn't exist because it's not a queer friendly world like sex yeah. work is just a reflection it's r- like a magnifying glass on all of yeah. s- like uh, on a lot of society's problems because people there's something about i mean I'm, and i'm not saying there's not um clients who aren't men but like most most of the clients that I see are men. Yeah, and because men have more disposable income typically. Yeah, they're yeah. Most of them are white, older cis, yeah, heteros. <laughs> well, you know, at, at least at the the price point at this price point, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Ev- there's a oh, lot yeah. of people um, buying sex. Um, it's just like more frowned upon for women to do it, so it's harder. And it, 
you know. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's like queer clients and stuff out there, which are great. But again. I've never, I've never had one, but <sighs> I've had. Uh, once in a while. <laughs> but it's like, they don't find you through typical channels, you know. It's no. like a friend of a friend of a friend is like hey, you would be good for this person. Yeah. And so it's super rare. But, like, it's, yeah, the, the sex work isn't going to be queer-friendly. Like, people, I don't work. Like I said, I'm not going to show up in Carhartts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> do, do you, I'm sure you get people asking you about, like, oh, can you help me, like, start my business or can you take me yeah. to the strip club or yeah and like with the strip club i'm always like yeah just let me know mm-hmm. just fucking show up right on thursday at this time and then you know it doesn't happen so right but yeah that's what i do i'm just like yeah fucking do it do yeah it. <laughs> i just you know if it's someone who's like getting at me like through like a Facebook message, I like just ignore them because it's like, I don't know you, you know, if you knew me well enough that this question was appropriate, you would have my phone number or some, yeah, some, or you would see me in person and ask me about it. Like, but I think part of it is that people don't realize they think that because I'm talking about it on Facebook. And I mean, granted, like I talk about work on Facebook, but like, People think that because I'm talking about it, that I'm telling them everything. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't post about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm actually, you know, the way that I talk about it is very particular and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think that they realize, like, they criminalize workers for like communicating with each other just about like trying to get references or trying to like Mm -hmm. uh warn like warning other providers or like having like an online like thing like that's they they're they find ways to criminalize that so it's like people don't because people aren't in the industry they don't think about it and i try to be like gentle with people because i know that they're just it's just being naive but it's also really irritating because they're making a lot of assumptions (laughs) yeah and they're assumptions that could be potentially dangerous for you so it's like yeah hey maybe slow down there but yeah like but it's also the same thing with like i feel like when i do jokes on stage about like drugs like all of a sudden all these fucking comedians are like hey so oh really (laughs) yeah huh that's interesting. Yeah, the like Denver scene is like all about it. There's that's like most of what they talk about, I feel like, is doing drugs. Yeah. So which is fine. Whatever. Which is fine. Like th- there's a difference between like I'm doing a joke about drugs and My persona like, is drugs. <laughs> right. Like yeah, like I'm a person who can find you drugs. Like I no. am <laughs> I am drugs. I, I am just just, am just lick me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure, there's enough left in my sweat right. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> Just right under the armpit. Just, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, that's like, that's the thing is like people don't understand that it is 
like they'll tell you that it's dangerous but then they're like hey so um like how much do you charge for um like a blowjob and (laughs) i'm just wondering because like i don't know if i would do it but if i did i think i would only give blowjobs because you know and I would charge like five thousand dollars for love, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, th- I mean, you know, they could go into a sexy massage if that's the case. Yeah, you uh, can't. Like, there are options, but I'm just like, it's <laughs> but they the, won't. It's called the fucking internet. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have any help. It was just like, oh right. shit, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna survive? Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I'm like. I'm 15 and people think I'm a girl and uh, men are fucking disgusting. Right. So there we go. Problem right. solved. Like, <laughs> yeah. And also it's like, I mean, I was really lucky to have people to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, they also were really good about setting boundaries yeah. around like, okay, well, we can talk about this on the phone, but I'm giving you a specific amount of time. And I think that's, like, one thing you do learn in the industry is learning how to set very clear boundaries with people um, because you're constantly setting boundaries with strangers, like, all the time. Yeah. And putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, really weird when... I do like engage with civilians around things with boundaries because they just don't have them as much. Yeah, they don't. And like, yeah, they don't. Um, they're not comfortable with setting them or uh, following them mm, either. Mm-hmm. Like, accepting Oh, I thought them. you were kidding. Yeah, like. <laughs> when you made that very clear statement yeah, about how you like to be talked to and or touched and or communicated with. Oh my god, it's so interesting like how people outside of the industry will be like they just don't understand boundaries at all. Mm-hmm. Like by and large anyway. And you'll be like, "Hey, I just really don't like this thing, so could you not do it?" Right. And then they like start to like smile a little bit waiting to see if you're going to laugh cuz right. it was a joke and it's like no, it's fucking like I am a human and this right. is how I want to be treated. Right. And it's really not that hard. So right. well, just and do it. <laughs> you can just it, it it's also the thing where if you mention that they've crossed your boundary, they get so upset that yeah. then you uh-huh. have to go and comfort <laughs> them. We were just talking about this earlier with our wonderful producer. DJ, hey, (laughs) like it's a thing that happens all the time. And, um, you know, some of my favorite people are people who like, because everybody needs to learn this stuff. Like we don't get taught this. We live in a very toxic culture. Yeah. So, you know, some people just really don't want to (laughs) learn. Yeah. But like some of my favorite folks are people who like, they might not know what, to say or they might not know the right way to say something or do something initially but when you tell them about it they check themselves and sometimes they might mess up and like yeah but when they do mess up they apologize and then they remove themselves from the situation so they can sit with it and you know acknowledge the fact that it's something that they need to sit with and that it's not your responsibility Mm -hmm. like that's how you do it it's not 
hard to just or maybe it is maybe it's uncomfortable for them uh, i guess it is because we aren't taught to do it Mm -hmm. i think probably like when i was younger and things like that if somebody was like hey you did this thing that made me really uncomfortable i'd be like well i I didn't know how was i supposed to know right right what you know right like like, well you should have told me before because you should have anticipated that i would do the thing yeah you know like (laughs) Well, and it's, I mean, one of the hardest, and I've had to learn this myself with, um, particularly with, with jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, like I've, I've said some really like shitty things because I thought it would be funny Uh and then it, maybe it was funny to me, but it wasn't funny. Like I used to like make jokes with my sister, like my sister. And also like, I'm kind of just like a crude like obnoxious person in general <laughs> i'm like same yeah <laughs> i like, understand <laughs> i i forget sometimes especially in, in seattle because it's more common on the east coast but like sometimes i'll get excited about something and like hit somebody in the arm really hard and oh like, yeah Why? oh my god yeah i do that too i don't do it like really hard but it's i've just had to like, stop <laughs> you kind of have to like you're like hey 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 <laughs> like you know this yeah. is happening <laughs> it's um it's interesting because uh, so, like, I, I have one friend who just like who thought it was fun, like hadn't experienced that type of thing before. But then he just thought it was funny to hit me back harder. And I was oh. like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like, oh, right. Yeah. This is a thing that I do that I need to stop like doing or like at least suss somebody out before yeah. I like touch yeah. them. Um, But with my sister, like I would you know, I would make jokes and, you know, we would, cause I make fun of my friends all the time and that's mm-hmm. like a bonding thing. Yeah. Same. But yeah. some people aren't into it Yeah, and you have to, you can't just be like, well, this is just how I bond. This is just how I operate. And that's kind of how I used to be. I'm like, well, this is just how like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, if this is how I operate though, then I need mm-hmm. to find other people who are cool with that and not like inflict it. And also, sometimes you you can just be too cruel with yeah. your jokes can hurt too much. Um, Absolutely, I um, like I I love making fun of my friends. I love my friends to make fun of me. But even I've had like, uh, and it was like you know it was like this straight guy that I was hanging out with for mm-hmm. a while. He he would just like always be like the most derogatory thing he could think of right to me and then i was just like do you do you even like me it seems like you're <laughs> really trying to like fuck with me yeah yeah and he was like no that's just like no i it means i like you and i was like okay well i I'm going to need you to dial it back a little bit because right. I, I don't want to be told that i'm you know the scum of the earth every fucking time i see you right and continuously throughout the whole time I'm in your presence you know yeah and uh yeah I just save that stuff for like closer people that I know do it too once you get into a thing where like I think that's the thing I had to learn was that like yes this is a a method of communication Mm -hmm. that you can use if it's if that's what's fun for you yeah However, you have to get to a certain point with people. And in, in a sense, like when people say, oh, well, that's how I treat my friends. It's like, why how did you close decide? are you? Yeah. 
like <laughs> you just decided that I'm your friend. Maybe I don't think you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you haven't said anything nice about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a uh, a compliment battle recently, mm-hmm. which was uh, which was really fun. I went up against Pete GK, which you don't know him. No. But uh, <laughs> he's, you know, he's too nice. <laughs> I don't know. He could be a shithead just like the rest of them. (laughs) (laughs) But that was fun because I could think of a million ways to roast him. I was just, I had such a hard time coming up (laughs) with nice things to say about this guy who ostensibly like everybody, most people who know him are just like, he's a nice dude. And he Uh like helps like homeless people and like he you know like (laughs) but that's not as fun as being like oh you're from fucking philly like (laughs) 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 like i I had to do like i had to do backhanded compliments yeah yeah i feel uh, like that would just happen (laughs) like that would happen to me you know yeah like oh you're the you're you're the nicest guy I've ever met from Philly. Like, <laughs> it's a, yeah. uh, you know, at one point I just showered him with dollar bills because right, that's the language of of our people. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, like it's fun to be mean, but you gotta be careful. Yeah, you can't just. It's like consent. People need to understand that consent is a is a factor in interactions outside of sexual context. And I think most people don't understand that. Right. So, right. (laughs) And there, and there are lots of ways to do it. So, um, speaking of consent, (laughs) do you like have any other questions or like topics you wanted to talk about? Hmm. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I can't, can't think of anything specific right now cool (laughs) cool well thanks so much for coming in today d you came a long way to get here (laughs) yeah thanks for having me it was really fun yeah it's much better to talk about these things i feel like with other people in the industry (laughs) yeah totally totally i feel you on that and thank you all for listening today we had a lot of fun this was a real special treat to have this intersection happening and hopefully well you're not going to hear this before our show tonight but i think it's going to go well yeah yeah me too we'll update you all on the next podcast let you know and i want to say uh thank you to our awesome producer dj martinez yay (laughs) and a shout out to drake sherman who did the music for our show thank you everybody thank you d thank you (laughs) and thank you audience we'll see you next time on the comedy horror podcast yay bye